Welcome to yet another sparking edition of the Thought Police with me, Mike Graham, and him, Matt Kelly, publisher Hello. of the New European. Indeed. Um, have you had any thoughts, by the way, about whether that's going to keep going once Brexit happens? I hope so. Yeah. No, I think it. I think it. It's definitely got a. I mean, the sales are holding up very well. Yeah. So hopefully, yeah, um, we haven't, as, as the saying goes, we haven't, we left, haven't yet. left yet. No, that's right. But I mean, I think a lot of uh, a lot of heart went out of the. The battle, you know, when yes. when he got such a you big can tell that the majority. energy has been sucked right yes. out of it. I mean, all of yeah. my friends who are down in Westminster um, from last week yeah. have said the atmosphere is completely different. Yeah. You know, that whole toxic atmosphere that was in the chamber is gone. Yeah, an awful lot of the Remainer MPs who were causing sort of trouble, if, from my point of view anyway, yeah. have gone. Yeah, there's nobody on the green anymore. All the yeah. all this, uh, you know, the TV studios have been taken down. There's nobody waving any flags of yeah. either description. No, that guy's back there. Did you he, see him? I saw him shouting at somebody driving into the car park. Uh, I mean, he's going to have to nuts, give it up, man. isn't he? Yeah. I'm not... Uh, sorry, uh, uh, apologies to all Remainers if if this offends them. That guy is a pain in the he's arse. He's a pain in the arse, yeah. and he's not very nice either, no. I can tell you, because I've had a couple right. of run-ins with right. him. Right, right. Right, and he's very prone to... Um, immediately ramping up the yeah. kind of swearing content of what he right, says and right. you know he's aggressive he's horrible right and frankly he's he's not helping anyone no. what's he doing you my know? my uh i just used the word remainer there yeah. and of course that now is ridiculous isn't it because there's no yeah. chance we're going to remain well, there's no point anymore so is what, there? I, what i don't know is what what are we now what yeah. are, what are we called and, you know politically what are, are you even a, a thing would be would be my question. maybe not i mean, I mean maybe, maybe there's yeah. maybe there's no more reason to be no. Well, there's a rejoiner, you know, I suppose you could... But yeah, but we're is certainly... that what you're going to be, though? Because what happens if, say, everything goes well? Yeah. Why would you want to rejoin? Yeah. What, you know, what would be the, the reason for you to want to do that? I yeah. mean, funnily enough, I've been having the odd spat on Twitter, as you know, for quite a long time. This past weekend, um, I discovered there is a new substitute for FBPE. Oh, yeah? It's FBSI. What does that stand for? I presume the FB is still followed back. Yeah. SI being Scottish Independence. Ah. And all these nutty um, cyber nats were on my case because basically I, I put out what can only be described. I mean, you know me, right? Yeah. As a kind of tongue-in-cheek tweet to a guy <laughs> where I basically said, look, mate, you're all subjects of Great Britain. Yeah. You have no rights whatsoever on your own and you can only ever get independence if we decide to give it to you. <laughs> and you should have seen it. How did them. that go down? You should have seen it. <laughs> it got even funnier, however, the next day, yeah. where I declared that Scotland was not actually a country. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And they're still arguing with me yeah. like five well, days is later. Is it, is it, it's a nation, right? Well, but it's not a country. Interestingly enough, it depends on your definition. Yeah. It's called a country by the United Nations. Right. It's called a country by the Commonwealth. Yeah. But the definition of a country, technically speaking, um, is a territory with its own government. Yeah. Now, well, it does have its own. No. And it's, well, it certainly didn't, did it? So well, has it I mean, only it has, just become... It has a form yeah. of local government. Yeah. So I was saying to them, basically, it's a country like Richmond's a country. <laughs> Richmond's got a local council, but they can't, they can't run everything that they want to do without right. recourse to the national parliament. But they've got... Haven't they, I think the Scottish... Parliament's got the rights to raise taxes, hasn't it? For some, instance, some some instances, yes. Yeah, but which, of course, the yeah. SNP don't use all of those because right. they prefer to complain. But they don't have their own defence policy. Yeah, you know, they do have their own legal system. They do have uh, their own, uh, but they don't have their own. They don't have their own actual taxing organisation. Right. They still have to run it through HMRC. Right. So, so my argument was, and like all these things, you can make an argument work. Yeah. You know, as far as I'm yeah. concerned, I can make it work. Yeah. You know, technically speaking, it does not fit the, the out-and-out definition of a country. Were you trying to wind people up yeah. by any chance? And of course, <laughs> I was getting name. I was getting called all sorts of names. Right. Yeah. Here's one for you. This so one guy uh, was stupid enough to uh, say, "Don't worry, Mike. There's no point in." Uh, 
looking towards the future because you look like you're going to have a coronary soon, right? Cheeky bastard. Unfortunately for him, um, it was quite late at night yeah. and uh, his uh, his Twitter handle had a uh, website listed on it, which oh, I no. checked, and um, there was a phone number. Oh, no! So I rang him up. <laughs> I rang Did him, you? yeah. Did you? Yeah, which I've done before. I've yeah. done it before when, when people what have given me lots say? of abuse. He answered the first time it went to voicemail, so I thought, I'll yeah. give it five minutes, I'll call it back. Was it his mobile? Yeah. Brilliant. He's a graphic designer. What kind Glasgow. of idiot leaves a mobile number on I the know. internet for? Oh, and my a, God. And it's his business Twitter account. Right, OK, right. well, I suppose that's fair enough. That, if well, that's where it's he's fair enough if it's your customs. business Twitter account, but you yeah. should go around abusing people. Yeah, right? no, quite. And um, he then, uh, <laughs> so he answered the phone, I can't remember his name, was Dan or Don or something. Yeah. And he said, oh, hello. I said, is that Dan? Yeah. I said, he said, who's this? I said, it's Mike Graham. Yeah. He went, what? <laughs> I said, it's Mike Graham. Oh. Um, I said, what do you think you're doing? Yeah. And he said, how do you mean? I said, well, why do you think it's it's a good idea to wish somebody dead on Twitter? Oh. You're actually wishing me to have a heart attack. You think that's a good idea? Terrible. Oh, well, I was only joking. Yeah. I said, well, it's not a joke to me, mate. I don't yeah. think it's a joke. I don't yeah. think most people would think it was a joke. And he said, well, why did you say Scotland isn't a country? I'm like, it's not really comparable. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we're having a conversation here. Yeah. And you're wishing me yeah. death. Yeah. I said, you better be very careful about yeah. that. Yeah. Did he want to know where you got his no, details? No, he from? eventually put his number, he just put the phone down. Did he? Was, and, um, but he was ashamed, was he? No, I said, I, just, I, I think you should apologise. Yeah. And he wouldn't? Yeah, he wouldn't apologise. And uh, he then deleted his Twitter account. Oh, no, did he? But he's now started up again. Right. Um, so I'm afraid honestly, I'm, and, and, and blocks me. But you think, what's mate, wrong with people? Mate, honestly, Twitter. People like, I know you've you... got to be the thickest bloke in the world, right? Yeah. You abuse somebody with yeah. a horrible, vile thing. And listen, I'm, you know, I've got thick skin. I don't really care. Yeah. I just thought I'd fuck around with the guy. For yeah, a bit, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. You know, I haven't finished with him yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we the other day when I came in for the uh, the Tuesday podcast, mm. when you came down the stairs, yeah. you were with Brendan O'Neill. Yes, right. from Spiked Online. Who Now, Brendan O'Neill, I've never met before. Right. And before I decided Twitter was no longer for me, we'd had, like, the usual sort of insults and slanging yeah. matches and... Brendan would say the new European scumbags and all of this, and right. I'd say he's a right-wing fascist, blah, right. blah, 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 all of this. We meet in the lobby here, yeah. and he's as, seen, he's as nice as pie. He's, and we as have a, you. I've never we, seen a more genial <laughs> conversation in my life. A very funnily nice enough, chat. Funnily enough, I did say to him, because um, the Thought Police came up as a conversation piece yeah. we were doing. We were doing that show off air, yeah. which you did the first one off, which is going really well, by the way. Oh, great. You'd have to come back in. In fact, you'll have to, I, was gonna, I did ask you this the other About day. About the planks thing? Are yeah. you never I really around on a Tuesday? I can't make it. Tuesday's really tough for okay. me, yeah. But, right. well, well, anyway. We'll, we'll try and make we'll it work We'll see if we can. There must be one Tuesday you might be around. Yeah. Anyway, he... I said, oh, um, yeah, I do this... this, uh, And he didn't know that I do the podcast, The Thought Police, because he, he likes the show that I do it to already. Yeah. And listens to that podcast. And I said, oh, yeah, he said, oh, I, don't, I don't know about that. He said, I'll have to go and have a listen. I said, I think you'll like it. I do it with Matt Kelly. And he sort of looked at me. Because um, <laughs> I think there's there's this belief, I think, in general, because of the way the world has kind of played out over the last year or so, yeah. or two years or three years, that, you know, the, those of us who are kind of for Brexit only hang out with people who are for Brexit. For Brexit, yeah. And I think that's a tragedy, really. Yeah. If that's the way it's happened, I think that's that we need to get over Well, that, I said know. to you when when we went up the escalator, I said, do you know what? Before you go and have a massive falling out with someone, you should go and meet them yeah. and, and do it face-to-face. Yeah. Because, But then you said something very interesting about radio yes. advice. Well, I got this radio advice from Bill Ridley, the guy that used to run Talk Sport. He's retired now. And he and, and, and this was when I was sort of learning about it. Yeah. And he said, never invite somebody into the studio if you're going to have a row with them, because yeah. you'll find it really difficult to do. Yeah. Um, which I actually don't, <laughs> funnily don't. enough. But then, 
but they're, but they're not quite happy to. But you are bizarrely, bizarrely yeah. kind of uninhibited. Yeah, about well, as that. I'm as I'm told, unusually by, yeah. by even my own family. Yeah, you're not like anybody else. Yeah, that's what they say. But to that's me. what I love about you. Yeah, you're absolutely. There's no. You're not trying to think anything. No, you're just trying to. I'm not. It's trying, coming I'm not, out. I'm not, you're not I'm, trying to. In fact, you don't think at no, all. It just not. comes out. No, it's just spontaneous <laughs> kind of you know jewels. Yeah. But no, I, I and also I don't have a side. I'm not for or against anything yeah. in particular. Yeah. I find myself going against people. Sometimes just for the sake of it, yeah, you know, for a laugh. I mean, for my own sort of political purposes, I would probably be somewhere in the middle. Yeah, you know, I don't believe I'm right wing or left wing or anything, you know. But um, yeah, but he sort of gave me this look, and uh, he said, "Do you get on with Matt Kelly then?" And I said, "Well, yeah." I said, "He's an old mate of mine. We used to work together." <laughs> yeah, and he was slightly taken aback. I think, um, like I was some sort of monster. Yeah, because yeah. he said a lot of his mates had had rows with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you, I mean, you know, but 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 you but then you meet each other and you kind of yeah. go, yeah. Of and course. also, maybe now it's because it's all over, as well. No, I, I, no, honestly, I mean, he we're probably a similar. Maybe is he a bit younger than me? I don't know. He, he's, yeah, I don't know. How maybe he might be a little bit. Yeah. Look, same sort of demographic, yeah. same sort of background, probably. His parents are from Ireland, funny enough. Ah, me well, that, so um, I'm a Scouser. You know, he's first generation British. Both they actually moved here. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, and we're so, both chippy tossers. Yeah. You know, so it's. I kinda... said you were a bit chippy. So yeah. I quite like that normally. <laughs> I think the point about us is that you can row with people without falling out with them. Yeah. Completely, as an individual, do you know what I mean? I mean, the most extreme test of that for me would be Owen Jones. Yes. I mean, we detest each other. Right. I've never met the guy, he's never met me. He he seems fairly detestable, though. He thinks I'm a horrible, homophobic, But he thinks everybody is, You know, and I I, I would plead that I'm far from, you know, as far from that as you could imagine. I'm sure... If we sat down and had a pint and we didn't realise who we were talking to, you'd have a decent conversation. I'm not but... sure, you see, because he's, he's somebody that, for me, yeah. is doing it for a reason. Right. Right, because he's making a very good living out of it. Do you know what you the know? common factor is, mate, out of all of these people? Mm. It's, you've, if you haven't got a sense of humour, then you're not going to be able to... No. I won't get on with you. Exactly. If you can't laugh at yourself, I won't get yes. on with you. And you I'd know? have to say that an awful lot of people on the left are lacking a sense of humour. Yeah. And I don't know why that is. Funnily enough, and I don't know if I mentioned this to you before, but just before the election, I was doing all the interviews with Labour front benches, and I got Rebecca Long Bailey. Yeah, and I actually made her laugh. Right. So yeah. I quite, I quite like that about her. Right. You know, I'm never going to be f- flying the Labour flag for her yeah. or anything like that. Yeah. But she's one of the few. Yeah. That wasn't po-faced and wasn't, yeah. you know, right. completely and utterly ridiculous. And she's got something about her, and she's actually got a bit of panache. I think. For right. Is this part of your campaign to secure everlasting Conservative governments? Yes, it to is. Get the yeah. Corbynite continuity. Well, to be honest, I mean, I did some more interviews uh, this week and last week with with some various members of the Labour Party, and they're still not getting it. They're did you speak saying, to Keir Starmer? I haven't spoken to him yet. No, no. he's um, very nice guy. Very I'm smart. Totally, I'm sure very he's smart. a very smart guy. But again, they're all sort of falling over themselves to try and pretend that they're all working class. Yeah. You know, well, all... Keir Starmer, well, uh, he's certainly not working class, but he plays five-a-side football, I happen to know, every yeah. week with, okay. with a mate of mine. And is one of the lads, I'm told. Or does he just make that up? I don't know. He probably supports Arsenal. I think he lives in North London, doesn't he? Does he? Yeah, I think he lives lives in a mansion in Highbury, doesn't he? No, he's. (laughs) I think he's um, he's Alistair Campbell's MP. He's Gospel Oak kind of Hampstead. Oh, right, okay. So he's he's even more posh. Even posher than you could imagine. Yeah, the housing ladder than you. Yeah, Yeah. but he's a human rights lawyer. I I like Keir Starmer. Well, so is Sherry Blair. Yeah. Well, yeah. she was responsible for bringing more scumbags into the country than almost anybody else. She was? Yeah. She was always defending them. She was, yeah. she was working... Was it Matrix? I know that's that true. Matrix, yeah. She was always, you know, securing yeah. huge payouts for these yeah. scumbags who yeah. were sort of busy blowing up people around the world. 
and yeah. uh, somehow because they've been arrested in the wrong place, yeah. you know, she'd get a load of compensation. Has Julian Morn resurfaced? You know, he's still in hiding. Is he? I think the guy's got serious problems. Good news for foxes. Very good news for foxes, unless he's <laughs> killing them secretly now um, and carrying on this kind of bizarre uh, tirade. I said actually to yeah. Brendan O'Neill, um, because we did that off air this week with him, um, that if, if, if you're looking for a metaphor, for the remainers <laughs> you know he starts yeah. off the year he starts off the year fucking uh you know stopping brexit legally yeah. through the courts right yeah. with a his series of highly paid barristers he ends the year beating an innocent animal to death with a baseball, with a baseball bat. bat and then telling the world about it, that's it in a nutshell isn't it thinking it was nothing yes yeah. i think that's <laughs> I think, I think you that's know, fair enough. I think, you know, the losing of the plot. I think that's fair enough. I think out of all of this kind of maelstrom, once once it settles down, if something good comes out of it, it'll be that there's a new kind of centre ground yeah. emerges. And it won't be the Liberal Democrats. They've no. completely screwed it They've up. lost the plot. But there'll be something, I think, which feels less extreme, more rational. What do you make of the rational. social Democrats? I the mean, SDP. I don't, I don't know whether they, there could be an emergence of a proper party. But, yeah. you know, Rod well, Liddell's a big fan. He is, yeah. In fact, he's a member, I think. He goes and around I've, campaigning. And I've spoken to William McCoston, I think his name is, yeah. who's the, uh, the sort of the guy in charge, yeah. who's very reasonable, yeah. comes across pretty well. I've not yeah. actually met him, but I'm going to try and do that. Um, I just wonder whether there's enough Labour voters yeah. who are really turned off by the whole Marxist rubbish yeah. and who want a bit of a kind of centre-left type approach. I think so much depends on you know? who wins this this election now, mm. doesn't it? Because it, it, What, if, you mean the next one? This, no, I mean the uh, Labour Party election. Oh, sorry, yeah. I mean, it's very interesting... I don't think it matters. I think whoever it is is kind of going to run it into the ground even more. Do you? Because I think they're going to have to complete... I'm going to have to go two cycles, I think, yeah. at least. Yeah. I mean, I said to a woman today who I was interviewing, you know, is there any opportunity, do you think, in your lifetime that Labour will be back in power? Yeah. And she's a relatively new MP. And she said, oh, I think we'll win the next election. Yeah. And I just thought, no, no you're chance. crazy. No chance. Only, I mean, th- y- she's got a chance if Boris completely screws it If Boris completely self-destructs. Yeah. Which but is always possible. It's always possible, but I don't see it really. It's, think, all, it's possible that he'll make a very good PM as well. I, th- you know, I think you, who he's, knows he's become. I think he's become a better politician. Yeah. Since the cock up between him and Gove the first time around. Yeah. And I think he's understood a bit better what the job is. Yeah. And well, it's also, not, and it's not about being a big buffoon and being yeah. an idiot. It's actually quite serious. And he was over this week in Belfast. Now that they've got their power sharing agreement, yeah. funny what an election will do, isn't it? When it looks like you're all getting shafted at the election by the by the voters, you suddenly go, <laughs> yeah. "Oh, hello, maybe yeah. we should sit down around a table again." Yeah. Um, yeah. And he actually looked prime ministerial, like he's grown up a bit. I think he has. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's, I suppose, the scale of his majority, which is it's bigger than any majority Cameron ever got. Yeah. And well, I mean, nobody's had this majority no. since Blair, really. Yeah. So and, I, and, I suppose Brown would have had it. So it? it was interesting. Who did I read saying that the biggest regret that um, Blair and Alistair Campbell had of their kind of ten years was that the first two years when they had that enormous majority yeah. that they didn't grasp yeah. the nettle. He more. said that to me. They didn't yeah. do more. They should have just and I said, really well, thank gone God for you it. Didn't. Yeah. You already set up the bloody Supreme Court, <laughs> caused the complete and utter collapse of the whole uh, Brexit yeah. project. But I wonder. But if, interestingly, I wonder whether the House of Lords will survive Boris's tenure. Do you, ah, really? Because I think that they certainly want to reform it. Well, yeah. when you look at the numbers, I mean, I was looking at a piece written by someone the other day. India yeah. has fewer um, MPs in, in the Congress really? than we have. That's incredible. Right? Well, you've got 650. Yeah. They've got something like 350 for a right. country the size of India. Wow. Right? And when you look at even America, the Senate yeah. 
only has two people from each... Um, That's right, they've got 100, haven't they? 100 yeah. senators. Yeah. I, I know that the other chamber, the House yeah. of Representatives, have got more. Yeah. But if you consider that that's their second chamber, they've basically got 100 people. Yeah. In the House of Lords, we've got 800 of It's nuts. It's ridiculous. It's nuts, and half of them couldn't give a toss. No. And half of them have got, like, dementia, and half of them are, like, a, just, like, payoffs. Well, I'll tell you one thing that hasn't worked is Tony Blair's idea of cutting back on hereditary peers yeah. and just adding people in yeah. who you fancy putting in there. Yeah. Because, I mean, if, uh, there's a lot of people not happy about the fact that, you know, uh, anyone can be nominated to go in as a politician, effectively. Yeah. You know, and you might end up with, you know, the failed leader of the Liberal Democrats. What's her name? Um, oh, Joe Swinson. Joe Swinson. Yeah. Going into the House of Lords. Yeah. I mean, that would be a travesty. I had, I harboured, uh, you know, if we'd have got a second referendum and Britain had been returned to the European mm. Union fold. Yeah. Right, I thought it was quite reasonable for me to expect some sort of you know, elevations really? to the Lords. Yeah. Would you take or a knighthood. Oh, yeah, 100%. 100%. See, I wouldn't. 100%. And I'd wear the medal all the time. <laughs> do you get a medal? Would you? Do you? If you're... Well, no, if you get, like, an OBE so or you something. you not get a little... Um, you get a little thing to put on your lapel. Do you? That's yeah. What I think. Yeah. I I'm know. a Lord. I don't know. Do you know the editor of the Daily Mirror, uh, Lloyd Embley? Oh, yeah. When I... Um, so, me and him sort of grew up together, career-wise, right. and we worked very closely together yeah. when we were production sub-editors. Yeah, yeah. And Lloyd, because Lloyd's a quite nice guy, Lloyd, very yeah. nice guy, yeah. and but very cultured, you know. Yeah, and yeah. gives off, gives off. He's quite posh, isn't he? Well, he gives off an air of poshness. I'm not sure how not? posh he actually is, but really? he gives off an air of poshness. But this is the point: whenever he went abroad, or he was phoning a right. a restaurant for a reservation right. or a hotel or whatever, they say, "What's your name?" And he would say, "Lord Embley." Right? <laughs> <laughs> and they would go, "Oh, Lord Embley, right, yes, sir." And if he so was ever pulled up on it, towers. he would say, "He would say, no, 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 I said Lloyd Embley." Right. And they go, "Oh, I missed my card." Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know. Well, I mean, Nicholas Lloyd, Sir Nicholas Lloyd is a bit like that. Yeah. You know, he used to love using the He's old very posh, though, Sir Nicholas. He? Yeah, but I don't think he came from a particularly no, posh no, background. He came no. from a sort of working... Well, I think he came from a relatively working class background. He went to Oxford. Yeah. And he did very well for himself. Yeah. But I first met Nick when he was editor of the News of the World. Yeah. In America, funnily enough, yeah. when Charles and Di were on a, their first trip to the White House. Right. I mean, it shows how old I am, right? Yeah. The Ronald Reagan's White House. Bloody and I hell. stood in the Rose Garden watching it all, right? Crikey. And he invited everybody who was there covering it basically to a I mean this is when I started my friendship with Nick Lloyd yeah. he invited everybody who was covering it to a drinks party at his yeah. lavish fantastic. suite at this hotel in Washington DC fantastic and then we became good friends and we started playing golf together yeah and I mean he's a very nice I didn't know you guy. were that friend well I only met no. him for the first time this Christmas at yeah. Piers's party oh right is and, that right yeah and oh he no was, I've uh, known him for years yeah very nice guy but, well it was really funny because I mean he was quite mischievous as well and we'd sometimes go off and play golf. And he used to come to New York a lot with his with his wife Eve. Yeah. Um, and she, for a while, I think worked out there. I think she edited. Didn't um, she edit a the magazine out there? I yes, can't she did. Which L or something? I think it was. Yeah. I think it was L magazine. Yeah. And he, because he went to Harvard Business School. Did he? Sent by Rupert Murdoch. Yeah. Ah, nice. And funnily enough, realised that he wasn't going to stay, and he took the job at the Express because yeah. when he got back from there, they just sort of moved into Wapping. Yeah. And he was walking around, you know, just generally sort of kicking his heels. He had an office, but he, wasn't, he didn't have, really have a job. Yeah. And um, they'd already given the news of the world to David Montgomery, I think, oh, right. at this point. And he said he saw a uh, notice up on the board that said, no coffee to be drunk at the desk, signed Sir Nicholas Lloyd. <laughs> oh, sorry, Nicholas Lloyd. He wasn't Sir then. Yeah. And he went, hang on a minute. What about the fucking guy, guy in charge of the drinks? <laughs> so suddenly the, uh, the Express editorship came up. And he went for it and he got it. Yeah. Right? 
Um, and he got his knighthood for services to yeah. Margaret Thatcher. Yeah. Um, but he got. But he's a brilliant guy, and he did really well, and he got to the top of his profession. Yeah, he that, is. So to me, fine. Phil, uh, a but house, he was Phil quite the happy chamber. to use his knighthood, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. For all sorts of reasons. But it was very funny because when I first came back to work in London. For him, basically, the Daily Express. Yeah, I just assumed everybody was mates with the editor. Yeah, because I, I didn't really know. Oh no! And I'd not come back from um, from New York, where he would come to Costello's, and we'd all hang out. We'd play golf. Yeah, we'd all go out for dinner. You know, I had no conception that, that nobody did that. Yeah. back in London, and right? people were scared of the editor and stuff well, like this. Yeah, so so I came in and I was sitting. Um, Famously at the reporter's desk, I think the first day I was there, smoking because you could in those days. And he came in and he always had this quite big briefcase full of, I don't know what it was ever full of. But, yeah, and he sort of stopped at my desk and started talking to me, you know. And um, he then wandered off up to the, to the office. And Ian McGregor, who was now yeah. the editor emeritus of uh, The Telegraph, yeah. was then sort of deputy news editor or something. He came over to me and said, Oh, um, so you were talking to the editor? I went, Yeah. Yeah. Um, what, what was he talking to you about? Yeah. I said, I'm afraid I can't tell you. Yeah. <laughs> and he was only talking about golfing yeah. or something, you know. Yeah. Um, it's, I said, in fact, um, I've got to go out, you know, on a sort of uh, private secret. mission for yeah. him. You know, I can't yeah. really say anything anymore about it. Yeah. He went, right, okay then. And so I just fucked <laughs> off. And I would do this on a regular basis. I'd just go, you know, go out for lunch or something. And inevitably, actually, I'd probably come back with the Fantastic. Story. Journalists but, are so paranoid. I know. But yeah. he was terrified of the fact yeah. that I would then... Because then he's thinking, well, what's he going to tell the editor the next time about me? Yeah. Oh, and no, he, but totally. he also... The other thing that he used to do, and this was also very mischievous, was Gerard Greaves was the uh, deputy news editor for a while, who's now, I think, deputy editor of the Mail. Right. And we'd be driving up to Woburn to play golf in his Jag. And he used to drive <laughs> horrendously fast, and, yeah. like right on the tail of somebody in front. And I'd be <laughs> thinking, I'm going to die here, you know. <laughs> yeah. And he'd put the speakerphone on and call him up and talk him through, again to talk him through the news list. Yeah. Sort of winking at me, you know. Yeah. And he'd yeah. say things to Gerard like, no, nah, I don't fancy that one. No, it's yeah. not very good. Yeah. And then he'd sort of nudge me. Right? <laughs> and I thought, this is really, really cheeky. But it was very funny. And then you could also hear Gerard Greaves yeah. kind of crawling to him and creeping to him, you know, yeah. trying to make out the uh, that's great. It was very funny. Well, I used to, when I was late night editor of The Mirror, I used to have to phone Piers now and again at night when, oh, yeah. when something had happened, you know. And he was always out in those days, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, always. I, I mean, mean but, remember when he went to TV, yeah. he said, you know, thank God I've stopped putting on all that weight because all yeah. I did was eat and drink in the evening so yeah. all he ever did and he and, and he, he, if he wasn't going to the Arsenal then he'd be out networking wine he and was dining. very good to the staff I mean well, yeah. I would end up quite often in sort of restaurants having dinner yeah. with him and about five yeah. other people so, because we'd been in the pub it was brilliant so he was there every in Davies in the pub down yeah. the corner he'd be there every Friday buying drinks there was a Chinese called the what was it called there was the Ho, was it Ho place wasn't it no it was like the real China or something like this can't remember on the in, oh, the in, one by the in Tower Hamlets not the one down by the by the quayside. No, no, no. That came much later. But oh, there was okay. like a sort of bog standard. No, I know. Old friends. It was called. Oh yeah. Old yeah, friends. And we used to go there a lot. So I mean, it was quite unusual. Yeah, yeah. Put, And he had a family and everything. So you know. He oh, was he was very him... much a man of the people, yeah. wasn't he? But I um I remember phoning him up one night, and of course I used to swear a lot. Still do right. actually. And Piers used to swear a bit. Certainly right. didn't mind it. And some story had come on it, and I was like, Pierce, you'll never effing believe what right. this C has just right. got up to. Right. And I went on and on. I was so excited. I went on for about two minutes, right. like breathlessly, swearing like a trooper all the way through. And finally, Pierce got a word, and he said, Matt, my mother and three children are in the car, <laughs> and, you're, and you're on speakerphone. Uh, I got that once with Craig. I did the same. He's got, I got the kids in the car, Mike, after I uttered the C word about four times. But listen, here's what we're going to do, because we haven't got an awful lot more time. I've got a picture to show you. Oh, um, of the tree. Of the tree, yeah. right? 
um, which I've now We lost. should remind people, this was your Christmas tree, which had no roots, now, had a yes. cut bottom, and you believe... And I've replanted it in my garden. You believe it's going to grow new roots. And yes, and even as you say it, you can barely contain your mirth, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. But look, this is it right. after a week in the uh, ground. Let me see. And it has not lost any of its greenery. Right. It has not turned brown. No. Right. I'll, in fact, I'll, yeah, I can tell you that. Um, Do you my, believe it is now drawing up? Yes, I believe nutrients so. and moisture. I think so. Without roots, yes, I think it is because uh, it's evolved to an extent. Well, yeah. Listen, I had a tweet from a guy who sent me a picture <coughs> who said that he's replanted three trees yeah. in his garden, right? Yeah. From the Christmas uh, scenario. Yeah. One of them's still alive. He's taking the piss. No, mate. he's not. He showed me the picture, <laughs> and it's growing like video, right? Well, my I can't son, wait. My youngest son has been put in charge of this, and he was a bit yeah. worried because apparently all I did was literally stick it in a hole <laughs> that happened to be in the garden, right? Yeah. And obviously it wasn't very stable. Yeah. And apparently it was quite windy last week. It blew it down. Blew <laughs> so he's... he's <laughs> He's, he's dug a bigger hole yeah. and he's put it in properly right, right. so now right. it's absolutely properly rock implanted solid. rock solid not going right. anywhere even if you know Storm Brendan so just just for everyone's clarity yeah. you are still of the belief well, that this tree well it's not turned brown look it's yeah, still okay, green but you still believe that this tree will grow new roots yes and will be alive yeah. and well I think so you're mad I don't think I am you're mad no and what about the worm because the other week well, you said that there was a worm. I'm sure there is. That I if you found cut, it if yet. you cut this worm in half, yeah. it turns into two worms. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've yet to find the actual species of worm that's yeah. in the wording question, but I'm sure yeah. there is one because I'm yeah. sure that I've I've read about it somewhere. Right. right? <laughs> well, if anybody knows, if anyone knows about this worm, or indeed people any... people have been making fun of me because yeah. of you, right? Yeah. After that last podcast went out, yeah, people have been ripping Good. the piss out of me, saying you're an idiot. Yes. And I mean, you know, you don't <laughs> lose many arguments, but you fucking lost this one. And so they're all on your side. Well, on this if, one. so if, once again, I'm going to have to prove. Well, look, I'm going to put out an appeal to try and help right. you. If anybody out there knows of any animal or mm. plant that can be either have the root system taken off yeah. or can be cut in half and yeah. become two other animals. Right. right. Mike <laughs> wants to know. Listen, there are things that we don't know anything about, right? There are. There are creatures at the bottom of the sea. Yeah, that, that you, you can cut we, them in half and they become well, two. Well, very possibly. There are, there are sea snails, Mind right? you, amoeba, I suppose. You know, they divide, don't they? They do. Yeah. Sponges as well. You can cut yes. a sponge in half and it will become yes. two sponges. So can it? See, can it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, if you cut one in half at home, you've got two sponges. What are you talking about? You right, I want, right, you leave your sponge in the bath right. and see if it comes back to life. No, I don't think it's Put alive. Put some salt in no, it. No, once you've got it home, it's not alive it's not, No, no. It well, like, a, like a Christmas tree, you mean? No. Ah. No, you can replant those. Yeah. There's no point planting a sponge, is there? That's not going to do any good. But here's the thing. Um, where they're in the sea, if you were to cut a sponge in half, yeah. like a piece of, or like a piece of coral, yeah. right, it will grow somewhere else. It won't just die. Well, I don't. I have no idea. Yeah, but exactly, you have no idea. So you're going to try and make out that I'm wrong. I'm ridiculing you without any basis yeah. of knowledge. Well, you know, you've heard of the Mariana Trench, haven't you? I have. Which is the deepest, deepest bit of deep, as the planet. Brazil would say, the deep depth of the ocean. <laughs> you can't say deep. You don't say. You can't get the lips immediately. So um, there are things down there that nobody even knows. They reckon That's that they've right. got sort of sea creatures that would be like, say, a seahorse or yeah. something the size of a Cadillac. <laughs> Joking. But there's a reason why. Why right? a Cadillac? What <laughs> <laughs> well, could be a Vauxhall? A seahorse the size of a car. Yeah, That's because brilliant. you know why? What? Because the pressure's so high, so high down there, yeah. that like a lot of submarines can only go to a certain depth. Yeah. 
because yeah. they would get crushed. But seahorses can somehow grow giant well, things. Well, they have to be giant. Do they have little to... sea jockeys on them? <laughs> no, but they might have the little fan at the back that makes them go. And now we're going to the 315 <laughs> at the Marianas Trench and it's it's animal doesn't exist yeah. ahead of <laughs> yeah, Well, listen, you ridicule this, right? Yes. But it's true because yeah. they say that everything is I enlarged. Everything is enlarged by the size yeah. because of the pressure of right. the water. And it, because if it's too small, it gets crushed. There might. That's now my second favourite Mike Graham fact. The first one is that the last ice age stopped yeah. at, at, Havis, at the Station, bottom of yeah. Havistock. Yeah, yeah, which is true. And the and now that there's seahorses the size yeah. of Cadillacs. <laughs> <laughs> well, the world's a fantastic place. I mean, it we've is. explored more of the space around yeah. us than we have of the actual planet we're on. That's right. Because they can't put. Like, I think they've only just recently put somebody. In some yeah. kind of um, James Cameron, you know the the, the, yeah, the guy who does there, Titanic. He? He, yeah. He's serious about he, it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't think he's done it yet, has he? Well, he went down deeper than anybody's ever yeah. been before. But they had yeah. to build a specially yeah. enforced um, sort yeah. of dirigible of to some stop kind. the seahorses from stop, tearing well, it apart. You wouldn't be eaten by a giant seahorse, <laughs> would you? Imagine that. <laughs> Not what a very nice way to go. But they're meant to have like huge like water beetles and things as well. Which <laughs> what? what? I just love the specific nature of these animals that you know don't exist. I don't know if they exist. But, but, you, but, down there. but if no one knows they exist, but right. you've imagined. Well, what these... about a lobster then? You've seen lobsters. A lobster before, the right? size of what? Could be the size of a, a tennis wheel truck. A, or a something. tennis court. Yeah, or a house. A maybe. house. A house-sized lobster. A house. Imagine that. The Imagine claws. feasting on that. Yeah, you could have that for a long time. Mm. So, I mean, the point is, is there's a lot we don't know. Certainly. Because the Mariana Trench is as deep as Mount Everest is high. Yeah. So, I mean, you could actually put Mount Everest into the Mariana Trench and you wouldn't see it. Amazing. Isn't that incredible? It is incredible. Mm. Have you ever fancied climbing? I, I used to climb. Did you? I've done a lot of climbing. Well, actual, actual climbing? Yeah. On our honeymoon, we went to Everest Base Camp. For did our, you? Yeah, we trekked to Everest Base Camp. But we... we, we is did... it as bad as everybody says? It's really crowded. Yeah. No, yeah. It's pretty gr- grotty at the top. But the... Um, we did. My wife and I did a big Transalp uh, walk in the, in the winter from oh. Chamonix to Zermatt. That's called the Oat route. My, the, the my youngest route. son wants to go to the Alps. He's it's decided. wonderful. I, I tell you, if you if Can you, you want to get, did you ski? No, we walked. Oh. We we mount we you know mountaineered. So you did in the summer. We've done climbing in the Lake District and right. down at Portland and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, I, mean, I used I to like love it. being very high up. But I don't fancy actually yeah. climbing. It's scary. That's what I like yeah. about it. Really? But then kids come along and you haven't got any time. So yeah. Well, that's true. Yeah. I mean, we used to have a lot more holidays when we didn't have children. Yeah. yeah. It costs a lot more as well. It doesn't it half. Buggers. Right. Well, that's another edition of Thought Police. Yeah. I'll see you next week. See you next week. Bring your seahorse. <laughs> so is that Dan? Yeah. I said, he said, who's this? I said, it's Mike Graham. Yeah. He went, what? <laughs> I said, it's Mike Graham. Oh, um... I said, what do you think you're doing? Yeah. And he said, how's your been? I said, well, why do you think it's it's a good idea to wish somebody dead on Twitter? Oh. You're actually wishing me to have a heart attack. You think that's a good idea? Terrible. Oh, well, I was only joking. Yeah. I said, well, it's not a joke to me, mate. I yeah. don't think it's a joke. I don't yeah. think most people would think it was a joke. And he said, well, why did you say Scotland isn't a country? I'm like, it's not really comparable. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we're having a conversation here yeah. and you're wishing me yeah. death. Yeah. I said, you better be very careful about yeah. that. Yeah. Did he want to know where you got his no, details? No, he from? eventually put his number, he just put the phone down. Did he? Was, and, um, but he was ashamed, was he? No, I said, I, just, I think you should apologise. Yeah, and he wouldn't? Yeah, he wouldn't apologise.
As Julian Morn resurfaced. You know, he's still in hiding. Is he? I think the guy's got serious problems. Good news for foxes. Very good news for foxes, unless he's killing them <laughs> secretly now um, and carrying on this kind of bizarre uh, tirade. I said actually to yeah. Brendan O'Neill, um, because we did that off air this week with him. Um, if, if, if you're looking for a metaphor for the Remainers, <laughs> you know, he starts off the year, he starts off the year fucking, uh, you know, stopping Brexit legally yeah. through the courts, right? Yeah. With a his series of highly paid barristers. He ends the year beating an innocent animal to death. With a baseball, with a baseball bat. And then telling the, tell the world about it. That's it, in a nutshell, isn't it? Thinking it was nothing. Yes, yeah. I think that's... <laughs> I think, I think you that's know, fair enough. I think, you know, the losing of the plot. I think that's fair enough. There are things down there that nobody even knows. They reckon that that's they've right. got sort of sea creatures that would be like, say, a seahorse or yeah. something the size of a Cadillac. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not joking. 